0: Welcome to Inside the Upside Down, and I know it was a little bit earlier start for Inside the Upside Down, and no rabbit hole tonight. What happened here? So we're going to be talking about most haunted memories, our most haunted memories, and we want to hear about some of yours as well. So we um, do apologize for the mix-up, confusion, and all of that. To start off this evening, first of all, our uh, Co-host for Edge of the Rabbit Hole, Vanessa Hogel, is sick, so she was unable to join us this evening, and then I'm not sure what happened to our guest, Freddie Silva. I know there's a lot of bad weather back east, and you never know if somebody has a family emergency or what have you, um, but uh, he was, I was unable to contact him at all. Um, and everything was good to go a couple days ago, so um, th- I do hope everything's okay with him, and w- whatever happened isn't severe. So... Um, Cause I was really looking forward to it.
1: Me too. I've got to be honest. If you're having trouble going to sleep, put these <laughs> videos on. Like, I'm serious. Freddie has the
0: most soothing voice, that is for sure. He would
1: be perfect for hypnosis or guided meditation or anything like that. Like, I was amazed. Like, it, better than any of the documentaries <laughs> I've listened to, that man's voice is just like <laughs> down, man. It was awesome
0: yeah yeah he's got he's got a great voice, but more than that he's he's done a ton of research. I mean we could like literally sit here for hours and talk to him. and it's like, how much can you cram into an hour long show? So we uh, were gonna cover a lot of things that were in this, the divine blueprint um which covers a lot of things that we've been talking about here recently on haunted road media like ley lines sacred sites um ancient wisdom stuff like that that we've kind of been working into our regular programming and he's like one of the most foremost experts in the world on a lot of this information so um we'll, we'll try to reschedule i like I said, i don't know what happened but uh we're really looking forward to it
1: yeah all day so. looking forward to it yeah so. yeah
0: no, it was it was going to be a good one. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, so in any case, um, our in I had a our time thinking of what to do for inside the upside down, following up what we were supposed to have for this evening. And so um, we were just at. Cheney House, the um, Cheney Mansion this past weekend, we had a lot of different experiences. And so um, you know and it's a great, great old house.
1: Yeah, and definitely, like, the first time we were there, there were some experiences, um, as there usually is. But this time was definitely a lot different.
0: Yeah, yeah, it really was. So I thought we'd talk about most haunted memories. And this one, at least for me, kind of is, is one of those, just because of what happened to me up in PD's room. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about that. But I also want to, like, kind of, like, step back into time because we're talking memories in you know, just kind of like the inspiration of it being an old house and how far back it does go in time, you know, we can talk about some of our um, original experiences and we want to hear from you guys, too. So. Um, so I guess we can start with Cheney. And great, great. I don't have any photos or anything lined up. <laughs>
1: but it is on the thumbnail for the video. It's
0: like, yeah, yeah. Ch- yeah, I can throw that up. So that's Cheney House right there in the thumbnail.
1: Good and, call and then, Good call yeah and then on each of our pages we posted a bunch of pictures right from the outside and the inside and some some of the different things that are on the property uh if you're in the area or even anywhere close to the area uh definitely make that one of your stops yeah or let us know and we'll help hook that up because um it's a, it's a beautiful house
0: yeah and it i mean, they have the paranormal investigations there. Um, That's one way that they help to raise money for uh, the location. But it's also part of the, um, the county historical society. So they have the big historical society building back there. They've brought in, um, what, they've got an old school there, an old church, some different log cabins. They've recreated the original uh, town, which was called Hickory Grove, right. which is so it's very cool and it's the Cheney mansion is kind of like the centerpiece of all that and originally it was just a red house that was there and the mansion got built up around it so uh, look at that Uh, iTunes is trying to get me to update not right now stop that
1: (laughs) that's rude (laughs) iTunes yeah
0: don't be doing that so it's showtime um, it's Tuesday yeah it's showtime so um, yeah there's Karen Whitaker your funding keeps Cheney open please stop by absolutely absolutely so, yeah, so I was up there in PD's room. Now, PD, he was, uh, he was not the original PD. There was, like, three of them. Um, the original PD, Prentice Dana Chaney.
2: <laughs>
0: um, he's the one that built around the Red House, which had been used for a tavern and a stagecoach stop and stuff like that on the route from Jacksonville to Alton. Um, it was the third one, the, the grandson, that uh, he, was, he was a massive drunk. He Pretty was much. really notorious for just getting lit and causing a ruckus. Um, he liked to dress up in military uniforms, even though he was never in the military. Um, I guess he had been to like some academy or something when he was younger, but he never actually got into the military. So I think it was kind of one of those dreams that he had, and he couldn't make the cut or whatever it was. And so it was a longing he always had. Skilled musician, which is kind of a nice thing, but terrible drunk and um so we're up in his room and i guess he has kind of a penchant for like carol said putting the whammy on the (laughs) on the guys and um sure enough i was up there and it was just like headache 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 throbbing it was just crazy and then at one point you gave me your black tourmaline
1: because every investigator every empath every anybody who um, is familiar with crystals <clears throat> knows that a black tourmaline is one that you should always have in your possession yeah so i have one on me all time
0: so she handed one to me and like uh oh and, and a few details here from karen he didn't wash the uniform until townspeople threw him in a horse trough <laughs> so yeah he would he would just mm-hmm. wear it incessantly it'd stink so um, and yes, Tom, the house is open for tours. So definitely come on yes. down. Make it make a road trip on your way to Alton. Coming from Chicago, stop off
2: yes and uh,
0: and check it out. So um, yeah, so she gives me the black terminal. It's in my hand, right? And I'm hearing it crack in my hand. It's like I'm holding it, you know, not like super tight, you know, firm, so it doesn't fall out of my hand. And it's I hear crack, crack, crack. And I'm like, your um, stone <laughs> is cracking.
1: And then um, hands it to me, and the next thing I know, it's, it, like, broken in half. So must have done its job, I guess, soaked up yeah, a little I... too much negativity. And um, you also were feeling like someone was stabbing well, you. Well, yeah, out. that
0: was the next thing that happened after that, because we'd gone downstairs for a break. I was like, I just I need to get out of there for a little bit went downstairs for a break, had some dark chocolate. It was like immediately like walking downstairs. I felt so much better. Um, So taking a little bit of break, you're checking out your black tourmaline, like what the heck happened to the tourmaline? (laughs) Um, And then we were hearing, because they have some like like baby monitors set up around in some different locations. They have a a security cam set up with four cameras, but then they have like also some baby monitors that are set up there. once in the hallway upstairs on the second floor and we're hearing like these little we're hearing like moving around but then like these little growls and stuff like that so I'm feeling better mm-hmm. <laughs> so we head on upstairs and i'm just and i'm just trying to ask okay you know who's up here who's walking around who's trying to get our attention that sort of stuff and then all of a sudden it was like this massive sharp pain in my back right here like shoulder blade that it felt like somebody was stabbing me with something long and sharp right into the back so um tom mcnicholas ten dollar super chat says get well vanessa seven days is coming soon yes vanessa has her art show a week from today so uh rika yamakazi at haunted road media i was about four i was visiting my grandmother's sister's her home is on the and i guess we're gonna have a story continue on after that but good to see you good to see you down in the chat. Um, yeah, so I ended up um, kind of like what you did the first time that we were up there doing the walkthrough. Went into that sewing room. It's almost like a little sanctuary or something. Yeah. So. Um,
1: yeah, and we did. And he went up there alone, and we heard him down there say "ow." Over Yeah,
0: the water. yeah. I was like, "Oh, you can't be doing that." Yeah. yeah it was, and Ow. then
1: one of the times or both times, something they saw on the security camera. Um, some. Thing or someone follow us out to follow you, follow you out of the room and then right. follow us down, and so that's that's good. I'd like to see the replay on that footage.
0: Oh, definitely. So that was that was our weekend. It was pretty interesting. So we have um, a couple of videos that'll be coming out from that because we visited Cheney back. Well, Karen was there. Karen Whitaker was with us. Uh, Ron Turner's group back in July for my birthday. Yeah, so that was a fun night. And then, of course, uh, this investigation. So we have two Cheney House videos coming out. Um, so Karen Whitaker says that sewing room is where I first got hit with nausea and chest pains on my last visit. Nice. <laughs> so I guess not quite a sanctuary. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was for me. I don't know.
1: We we were in the, the slave quarter in the servants' quarters, right? That's where the all the child stuff is. Yeah, where all the kids are at, yeah. And not supposed to go upstairs. We didn't go upstairs, but at least opened the door and put my recorder on the stairs. And we audibly heard a child cough. So. <laughs>
0: That's true. Yep. That was pretty Extremely cool. Extremely
1: audible. And saw a twinkle.
0: Saw a twinkle. Yeah, you were following that twinkle around for a while in there.
1: Yeah. You know, was it there? Wasn't there last time? I didn't see it last time but um, it's here this time, so I think it was probably following again. Let's see.
0: Tom McNicholas says Mike's first weekend free. That wasn't my first weekend free in a while.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I've been traveling so much. The uh, the weekend before was Ferry, Fairy Plantation, where I'd had some really interesting experiences a couple of years ago. And Similar in a way because of how much energy I felt. I mean, this was definitely, you know, like a, almost an oppressive, whatever, pounding on the head sort of thing. Um, I really think he just wants a drink. I think that's what he wants. I, uh, maybe it was a hangover of his I was feeling. I don't know. I think he just wants a drink. But at uh, at Ferry, you know, a couple of years ago, you know, and if you guys saw the, the live video then you saw me talking about this and describing it but we of course also have a video on the uh on the channel that shows it all where they had had the best parlor set up as a wake and they actually had like a body set out there and you know all this stuff they do have mourning gowns there the big you know black gowns when the women would mourn for uh their lost loved ones um But when I started in on the investigation on the question and started talking about the setup, um, I was just immediately being told, pretty vehemently, that they did not like this whatsoever. It's like, things that I was asking was immediately being answered in my head. There were audible EVPs to back up what I was hearing, you know, just all kinds of interesting stuff that, and I don't usually do stuff like that. so really, really interesting. So it was kind of another one of those like really strong, um, emotional, energetic type moments. And there is a ten dollar Australian super chat from Robert White it says, "Living the upside down way of life." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's a little upside down
2: tonight. So,
0: so I mean, those are a couple you know powerful ones for me. One here recently, and one a couple years ago to some place I just visited you know, a week and a half ago now. So. How about you
2: um
1: off topic i i got in my car today and there was a dragonfly in it and instead of letting <laughs> it out uh it sat over on the passenger side windowsill and followed me for Under the entire duration from greenfield to alton which is about what 35 40 minutes yeah and I got out of the car, and I had to shoe it out because you know it's like summer temperatures again in this area, and I didn't want it to like bake in there. So um, I'm starting to think, with as many times as they've landed on me, and every, I see them all the time, uh, I'm wondering if maybe dragonflies aren't my spirit animal or <laughs> something. Maybe
0: could be, could be. I wouldn't doubt that whatsoever. Um, Donna Gorton says, as far as tourmaline cracking, stones can, quote unquote, die, give up their energy either protecting you or by absorbing too much negative energy.
1: I believe that, that night. Yep. So, I went to Zen today and Mm -hmm. got two more. There you go. Big one for Mike, because apparently he needs it when we go to Cheney. (laughs) Um, I mean, the energy that I felt, you know, while that you know, was a lot less, you know, than what he was feeling. Like I could still, um, I could still feel the buzz and I was feeling, it was like, uh, the tingling that I usually feel, but it was almost like painful. Um, not quite as painful of an experience as what he was from, but it was like a really, like a hard buzz and, um, kind of stung for a little bit. Uh, but I was able to sit in a chair right next to PD's bed and, I mean, I didn't get, I didn't get the whammy like Carol put it. So <laughs>
0: the whammy, yeah, yeah,
1: that didn't quite happen to me. Well, apparently but. he
0: puts the whammy on guys, not ladies. So.
1: Yeah,
0: probably doesn't like guys. Probably likes women. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Angel Nine says, "Mike, I'm up late. Nice to see this show live for once." This is Chuck. Oh,
1: yeah, it's his new channel. Chuck.
0: Okay, cool. I didn't realize that. Very cool. Hey, Chuck. <laughs>
1: Gonna see you soon.
0: Yep. And then um, Betty Lange says, where is the house located? Missed that. So that is, Cheney House is in Jerseyville, Illinois. Yep. So, here we go.
1: And I have a lot of memories um, that are pretty significant. Um, uh, probably the most recent one Um, would have been upstairs at at Mineral Springs with Molly and still have no proof whether or not, no doc, no supporting documentation that that is her name, but after saying the letter that her name started with and then the name floating through my head and me saying it, I would say the, uh, her behavior after that uh, was positive. I was a confirmation for me because, um, well, she kind of put the whammy on me, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. She, whoever she was, I mean, grabbed my arm so hard, kind of, you know, hello, you know, the first time. And then the next time, whenever I said her name, I mean, she really uh, grabbed a hold of me. And the, if I'd have been. If I wouldn't have been sitting down, I probably would have fallen. I mean, it was a really strong wave of energy that just, you know, <laughs> come at me. So, well,
0: And it was pretty powerful because I felt it where I was sitting. It knocked you backward almost into my lap, but I was already being pushed back.
1: Yeah. So I mean, that was pretty wild. It was It was crazy. And I was listening to the audio. And we're so well, we're not really, you know, supposed to disclose, you know, everything that has happened there in the past, but, (laughs) um, I do know that, uh, some of the EV, I have like several, you know, bookmarked, you know, timestamp EVPs of, um, you know, whispers and stuff, of course, and, uh, a bunch of, uh, sounds like a woman, like maybe trying to say, you know, something, but. You know, her mouth is covered, so she's just, like, trying to get words out. But, you know, she's just can't. And there's a lot of that all scattered throughout there. And then, of course, my earphones suck. But, um, you know, before and there's a little bit, like, right before the big, you know, surge of energy uh, that came with me saying her name. And then there was just, like, a little bit of stuff right after. But... So i definitely need to listen to it with better earphones and definitely need to go back because i feel like you know
0: well yeah need to follow up on that and we'll see if we can find any history i mean it's probably gonna be hard to find any sort of records or anything like that on a molly or what have you um especially considering i mean for one how old the place is you know all scant records would be like that and some of the different things that they said were going on up there there's not going to be records right um but that's featured in The New Encounters coming up.
1: Yeah, it's going to be, yep. if I can ever get it written.
0: <laughs> um, The sisters would say, hi, just found your channel, and we love it. Sis and I really enjoy it. Well, glad you and your sister are enjoying the channel. So I guess we should put out there because we didn't at the beginning. Um, if you haven't yet, please go ahead and subscribe. Of course, we just had our 8,000 subscriber winner, Sean Gilmore. I think that was last week, right? Mm-hmm. We're cruising right up to nine thousand, so there's gonna be another giveaway here pretty soon. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah. So,
1: and hit the little bell.
0: Yes, hit the little bell icon to get notifications so yep.
1: that you know whenever we post new stuff and go live and all that kind of stuff.
0: So, Karen asking, was this in the upstairs unfinished apartment area of Mineral Springs? Yes, yes, yes it was. So, and there is Robert, says uh, it's a $2 super chat, says keep up the great work and thanks for all you do. Well, thank you very much for the $2 super chat. Absolutely appreciate that. So yeah, that upstairs area, um, really, really interesting. It is going to get covered a little bit here in the upcoming Encounters book. Um, Kind of almost a follow-up, I mean, the last Encounters book that we did, Encounters with Paranormal, volume three, which was the Mineral Springs Hotel edition, uh, covered quite a bit up there. Yeah. So, if you haven't yet, checked that out. And what we're actually going to do with these additional stories, of course, are going to be part of Encounters 4 because they were submitted for that. But, and I've talked a little bit about it before, you know, these books, these volumes of information, whatever you want to call them, these tomes, I don't know. <laughs> Come up with a good word. Um, they're like living documents to me. And so... As we go along and we're having more experiences or finding people with other experiences at these locations, we're kind of adding to the record here. So we did that with the Goldenrod Showboat, where we came out with a second edition, added some more stories and experiences that people have had there, which kind of adds to the whole legend and history and all of that of the Goldenrod Showboat. But we're also going to do that with Mineral Springs here. And so this additional story here, and I think Vanessa had a little bit of one that she was putting together too, we'll add those to the old one too and just keep expanding on that. Right. So, Uh, Betty Lange says, my most haunted place was a Catholic cemetery in Sioux City, Iowa. Interesting. You've had some experiences at
1: Catholic cemeteries. Yeah. The the Catholic cemetery in the town I used to live in where I grew up, uh, I, I... hated that cemetery Um, even as a child when the lady that used to watch my sister and I used to live at the base of the hill of that Catholic cemetery and she would she had family up there so she would want to go up there and daytime always she would go up there but I hated it it was just so I could never go out I could never go up there. I could get to like the bay or to the beginning of the cemetery and then that would be done. I'd be done with it. And then as I got older, you know, I would try to uh, conquer my fear of that cemetery. And there was one night and my dad was even with us um, because he knows how I feel about that cemetery and cemeteries are just cemeteries to him, you know. So he, we went and it was almost like having um, almost like a panic attack. Like, I was fine. I got out in the stone, and then I got over into this one area. And all of a sudden, I just I couldn't breathe, and I almost passed out. And uh, my dad had to kind of get me over onto the other side, away from the stones. And once I was over there, I was fine. And then eventually, I'm able to go up there. So, I don't know what changed, but um, I've I've had some really weird experiences up there um, I was wandering around you know by myself trying to you know get over this cemetery and my issues with it and I noticed um, I thought I if I remember correctly there's two st- though which one is it Pharaoh um, cemetery there's someone buried there twice she has two stones well the Catholic cemetery there's one also. And I noticed that I didn't hear anybody come up behind me in a vehicle. And I didn't hear anybody walk up behind me. But then the next thing I know, um, there's this old man standing there and he had on uh, denim coveralls and a white shirt. um, and I remember him saying, uh, something about the lady that was buried there. And I was so surprised to hear a voice cause I thought I was alone and I turned, uh, around and, you know, I said something, you know, and then I turned back around and then I looked again cause I was like, what the hell, you know? And I, I looked again and he wasn't there anymore. So, um, did I see? It? there was nowhere for him to go and he was older, older, so there's no way he could have gotten out of that cemetery without me hearing or seeing it as fast as he was just there and gone. So, I'm pretty sure that he was an apparition trying to tell me something.
0: Is there a way for you to come about two inches this way? Or are you all the way over? That's it.
1: I
2: mean...
0: Yeah. Because sometimes you're getting cut off on the side, so what are those live things here we go oh now we get snugly. all right <laughs> <laughs> so um a couple things we did just hear from Freddie silva weather weather related power outage
1: oh so
0: he just now got back online awesome so we'll reschedule we'll reschedule so he he sends his most sincere apologies so all right um Robert says, "I think my most haunted memory is when I saw that guard in Eastern State Eastern State Penitentiary walk past the death row. Saw him clear as day." Yeah, Eastern Eastern State's pretty rocking. Uh, Sharon Lane, uh, did Mike ever visit the cemetery at Fort Reno near Oklahoma City? It's very haunted. I have been there actually. Um, interesting cemetery because it's it's segregated between um, the people that actually you know worked there the um military folk and the prisoners of war so there were uh, there at fort reno during world war ii was a prisoner of war camp and there was um oh there were some um some interesting stories there like one of the guys was uh sent up to leavenworth for i'm trying to remember for killing somebody else or whatever So interesting stories associated with some of the different uh, people there. There's one that's on his headstone to this day where it says, traitor, where he ratted out some of his uh, fellow prisoners of war and things like that. So mostly German prisoners of war. There were a couple of uh, Italian prisoners as well. Remember, there was a point in time in which the uh, Italians were actually against us in the war. (laughs) They switched sides a little bit. So. yeah to get to that prisoner of war side it's like you're in the regular section which is up the hill from the rest of the fort there's like this uh metal stairway that you have to like walk up and then walk back down there's because there's no other way in it's it's a wall that goes around the whole thing so the only way in is this stairway that you have to go up and then back down from the other uh from the regular cemetery so another thing that we noticed there were like um some of the headstones weren't placed conventionally normally it's like um you know facing to the east and this was like every which way you could fathom it wasn't you know sure somewhere to the east but there were some that were like to the north south they were like all over the place it was really kind of weird um so another interesting one about that was the... Um, you know, we do actually have a video on Fort Reno. It's one of the uh, Ghosts and Legends episodes like early, early on. So we're, this is like old school, not good quality, but it's there. Um, but the... Uh, I think it was one of the... Uh, it was like the chaplain or something like that had passed away. And they're bringing the body up to the uh, cemetery by horse. And there was a lightning strike um actually struck the carriage and so everything was halted spooked the horses all that stuff they started going again there's another lightning strike (laughs) um so it was like it was just crazy stuff so they like hurried up and and I, i think at that point they ditched the horses and just got the casket up there and did everything real quick just to get it done before anything else would happen so uh, some interesting legends uh, associated with that cemetery for sure. So, and I have been there. Um, it's also right on route old historic Route 66. And down the road from that is the old vagabond that they talk about uh, the old drifter who likes to uh, get into people's cars, jump out in front of people's cars, um, try to get picked up at the hitchhiker, things like that. So, it's a, it's a pretty spooky area. So, um, See what you guys got. Tom McNicholas. I was in my basement writing a play about vampires and heard a growl behind me that freaked me out. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rika Yamakaze. I saw a woman laying in a cot. She looked sick and just as surprised to see me as I her. I was four at the time and my grandma said to me, Don't worry, child. She's just there and won't hurt you. Hmm. Interesting. So I like you guys sharing the memories. Betty Lange, also a chilly experience was a Wax Jail Museum in Silver City, Colorado. Bad vibes. I've been to Silver City. I've been to a few, a few different places in Colorado. Um, all right. Um, yeah, that's the question from Sharon. Okay. So we're caught up on that. Um, Sisters Wood says, we're going to the Whaley House this weekend and a couple of uh, cemeteries. We finally got our ghost kit ready. Awesome. Well, enjoy the Whaley House. Uh, We are actually, uh, thanks to Don Francisco, who's down in the chat as spooky, we are covering the Whaley House in the next Encounters book Encounters with the Paranormal Volume 4. Also, Michelle Hamilton did a short presentation a uh, brief piece on the Whaley House back in Encounters with Paranormal Volume 2. She actually used to work there hmm. um, years ago. So uh, now she works at the uh, Mary Washington House in Virginia, uh, Fredericksburg. But, yeah, she used to work at the Whaley House, and she had a story in Encounters 2. And now Dawn has, like, a really big feature on the Whaley House for uh, this upcoming Encounters uh, with the Paranormal Volume 4. This so book's
1: going to be pretty good-sized.
0: Oh, yeah. It's... It, it, <laughs> There have been a lot of submissions, and some of them are uh, some, yeah, some pretty good size, so we're pretty happy with the turnout. A lot of editing. <laughs> so, um, Tom McNicholas says he gets freaked out in wax museums. been a while since I've been to a wax museum.
1: Yeah. I I, there was one in... Kind of like
0: dolls, right?
1: Yeah. I'm not a fan of dolls, really. Um I've been to a wax museum. I think it was in Branson. Maybe. I don't remember. I imagine while.
0: in Branson, being the kind of a tourist dive, they would have a wax museum sort of
2: place.
1: Yeah, I mean, Branson, Branson is... I loved living there. I mean, if you were bored living in Branson, you weren't trying hard enough to do something with your life. I mean, that place just it was awesome cool cool and it's a very historic city also I wasn't looking at it from a paranormal perspective back then um, because I wasn't into it yet I wasn't into right it that was that.
0: before your experience
1: yeah so this is like way before all that uh, but
0: yeah I, I like this down in the chat there's Dawn giving some um, Advice, you know, some insight into the Whaley house down there. So, Sisters Wood, that place is so full of energies. So make sure you investigate the backyard where the suicide was and the hangings. See, I love her Mad Hatters. Looking out for yeah. everybody down there. So, Betty Lange says also the basement of a community theater was terribly haunted in Sioux City. Very cool. So, and then uh, Don says, and go to the cemetery right by where Yankee Jim is buried. His ghost haunts the Whaley house. I don't have to make it out to the Whaley house. And they've been following us on Twitter for like years. So so there is a bit of a connection there.
1: I'll add it to my list.
0: Add it to the list. You haven't ever been out to California, have you? No. No? Okay. I've
1: been all over the place out east. Right. Nothing out west. About
0: to get her out there. Of course, I've got to take her to Ireland too. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I won't remember anything about the journey there because I'll be sedated.
0: So, question from Rika Yamakaze. What is the most disturbing EVP you have ever heard?
1: I mean... Yours has got
0: to be the one with the soul.
1: Yeah. You know, because I'm not really uh, on the demon bandwagon you know I've, I've been scratched and shoved and I've been called you know uh, everything that you could think of that bad stuff thrown at me large objects not directly at me but and I still cannot say yep that's a demon you know but if I had to say one instance where I might ponder that it might have been something other than human uh, was in the cafe which we talk about all the time um, and one of our, he's kind of like an honorary team member, pretty much. Um, he became a full-fledged team member. He's probably not watching this. He's very busy. <laughs> Shame on you, Jacob. Um, and he came in, just innocent, just walked in. And then uh, there was a spirit, and he told us his name was Rody. He would always say, it's Rody, And he followed us everywhere. Like when we'd run our recorders everywhere, he went with me up in some caves. He was in, you know, would be in our vehicles. He would go places with Rita. He'd go, you know, that's how he would announce himself. It's Roadie. Well, a couple of weeks probably had gone by. We hadn't heard anything out of him for a while. And we were listening on the audio because of course nothing happened. We never, you almost never hear, you know, any of the good stuff in real time. So uh, we listened to the audio and uh we hear roadie's voice it's just that same you know friendly voice only this time uh after jacob walks in he says i own that soul
0: <laughs> and i mean that's a creepy evp and we were like i own that soul is pretty we were like, creepy
1: roadie <laughs> like our <laughs> mascot you're fired dude you know it's just oh my gosh you know because You know, I mean, I guess a human could say that, but why would a human say that? Unless he was just seriously... Well, there's some creepers
0: that would say that.
1: Yeah, I mean, (laughs) we were not expecting that. But that would be, you know, the one instance where I was, like, super (laughs) creeped out by it. And um, I've been creeped out by a few EVPs. There's been some times where I'd be listening, and then I see it coming. You see it, you know, like on Audacity or WayPair, where you get the spike, and you know it's coming, and you're like... And then you hear it and you're like, whoa. And I just, there's been a couple of them that I've just like completely tossed the headphones. Like, nope, nope, <laughs> nope. Can't go back there ever again, ever. So yeah, and especially when you hear your name.
0: The name is weird. The That's name is always weird. kind of
1: creepy sometimes, sometimes. Um, other times it's like, yay, some recognition. Now we're getting somewhere, you know? It's like, now we've made that bond. You know, they're like they know who you are. So I feel like if once they know who you are, that means they're comfortable enough around you that they're like, "Hey, I know who you are." You know, that's when you find out stuff. May not be the what you want to know exactly, but any stuff is good stuff.
0: So uh, they watch out in California. Sisters would say, "Come visit us. The OC is waiting for you. You can come investigate Black Star Canyon." I know Michael Scott's done Black Star Canyon. So that'd be very cool, atomic Nicholas just wants you to know you have to drive through the mountains to get to California, yeah, yeah, I've made that drive now, I've more than made that drive now. here is the drive
2: Oh.
0: the the drive the the, the drive, drive the drive from you you all know how I travel and you know I've just put three hundred thousand miles on my car and all that stuff. This drive started off in Anchorage, Alaska. Drove the Alcan All the the way down Basically we ended up going through uh, Edmonton um, Then came down through Montana, Idaho uh, Through Nevada Stopped at Sacramento for a while Then drove Straight down to LA Drove the grapevine Then from LA Out to Ohio Out to Maryland
2: Yeah (laughs)
0: And that is how I moved from Alaska to Maryland. Wow. <laughs> Ooh, that was a hell of a drive. Drove out because it was at the beginning of November and it was already snowing in Alaska. Studded tires, right, to get through all those. And there were places on the Alcan back then that were not paved, and you were like, am I still on the road? I mean, there were times, like, actually one of my favorite times of driving was on that drive at night just before catching back up to the storm because it was like start driving for a while and then catch up to the storm that we were following and um the moonlight's hitting off the snow coming up over a ridge and at the bottom of this hill there's caribou all over the road and they were really cool i just kind of like slowly drove up (laughs) and they parted ways (laughs) you know, and it was really really cool so that was an enjoyable moment. <laughs> um, not paranormal whatsoever, just very cool. So, getting on, getting on with the animals in Alaska.
2: Right.
0: <laughs> so, in any case, getting back to haunted stuff, Mike Eko's ice road trucker. Those studded tires, I drove. I drove them all the way to Ala- uh, from Alaska to Maryland. They were like done by Maryland. Had to get all new tires because. We're supposed to be driving studded tires <laughs> uh, down here in the States. So it was, mm-hmm. was kind of crazy. Uh, Betty Lang is saying our country is beautiful. Mike. am yeah, yeah, um, it is. Tom, must have taking you a week longer than that. It took five days to get out of the whole Alaska, Canada thing, just to get down to the <clears throat> what they call a the lower 48. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: I mean was it worse than our it had to be worse than our trip back from manila to the hotel
0: oh my god that was like (laughs) what i I call that the hillbilliest day ever because google in all of its like wonderfulness you know it's trying to take us the most direct route and there's just some roads in iowa that aren't paved no so not to
1: mention we were having like this Downpour, mudslide, causing storm that happened going toward on. the
0: end. Yeah, I mean, it was cool for a while because it was just like lightning, 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 lightning. And it was an for epic a long time, lightning for like hours. storm. Yeah, it was yeah. an
1: epic lightning storm. I mean, it was crazy. the The bright spot was meeting the Southern Gypsies in the middle of yes, a nowhere gas in the middle station. Middle of nowhere,
0: we met the Southern Gypsies, who and we're gonna have on next week.
1: The, yeah. Oh my God, you guys, get ready. <laughs> get ready it's gonna be yeah it's gonna be fun that's gonna be fun they're a lot of fun yep so shauna finally got
0: to meet them i've known them for a few years now um they were there at ferry great great set of girls
1: oh my gosh yeah
0: Yeah. a lot of fun um shauna also mike if you ever want hard driving try the nullabor i'm guessing that's somewhere in australia you know, and I shouldn't really be, like, all, oh, you know, driving this truck. I mean, Andrew Cox. I don't know where Andrew is tonight, but he's always driving all over the place yeah. in his truck. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, have uh, Mike have been in the Hudson River Valley in New York State? I have been uh, as a child. Um,
1: I don't travel.
0: Yeah. Well, we were living in Massachusetts at the time, and as a kid, we we toured that area when we were, like, younger and then we kind of spread out a little bit as we got a little bit older and you know you know being older kids we could handle longer trips um but we did all kinds of um my gosh we were all over the place up in there so you know, we did upstate new york stuff so i guess just some stuff to rattle off and we did uh like lake george fort ticonderoga um lake placid and you're we talking you know upstate new york um what else did we do up there? Um, Lake Champlain, um, Niagara Falls at one point, of course. Um, we did the Finger Lakes region. Uh, we would we would stop. Um, Donna would know uh, the area pretty well, um, like Corning and all the glassware and all that stuff. That's you know another part of the state of New York. So I mean, we would, we did all kinds of stuff in New York. So. Um, did the Catskills at one at one point so yeah a lot of stuff in New York but not for anything haunted it's until like recently here so um okay what else do we have um Karen Whitaker night morning this lasted for several months and I started hearing voices in our house I think that's a second to a first I don't know I'm not seeing another message from her though. Um, I didn't ever answer the EVP question. Yeah, you know, Donna saying her grandparents lived in Corning. Cool. Very cool. Um I don't know I don't know if I I mean I've done my EVPs on here so many times. I don't know if I would call any of them like really creepy though.
1: Got that creepy laugh at Beardstown Opera House.
0: Got the creepy laugh at Beardstown, Ugh. yeah. Yeah, okay, you talked that one up. I mean, the A lot of the EPs I get are just like weird, Yeah, you know? <laughs> like my teeth are warm. and um, Or that makes sense, like um, confirming, you know, things that I've seen or like the, uh, the spirits that were conspiring not to interact with us and stuff like that. But yeah, that creepy laugh at Beardstown.
1: I mean, we um, heard something
0: you were but it wasn't that we had heard well we had first heard something um and you were basically threatening you it, shana likes to do this like if we hear a noise that you know of course you got to debunk it first and so if it's not paranormal it's something human and if it's something human and it's not us then it would be somebody who has entered the location without so, permission without permission don't so, do that with me so shauna likes to threaten them
1: (laughs) it's like you better hope you're not human
0: yep and so shauna was doing that threatening the um humans who may have been there which we knew they probably weren't but you got to do it anyway just to make sure and there was just this creepy as hell laugh it was like straight out of a
1: commercial haunted house Scary movie type laugh. I mean, I mean, it was ha, 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 ha. Watch it. It was look cool, to look yeah. Up Watch on the Beard channel. Town's video. Beardstown Opera House. And I mean... That was
0: really crazy. That was... That was a crazy, crazy uff. EVP.
1: And then the slurping sound, whatever that was, like right there near the end. We didn't hear that either. Yeah, that was really weird. I don't know what that was.
0: Oh, that's Vanessa she sent me the new daily tarot file hmm. um yeah check that out the slurping I don't know that was like that was after we had wrapped up yeah we had, uh, we had just done the outro and it's um I can't remember we're, we're talking about like contacting them to lock up and everything and there's just this weird <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean it, like, what in the hell was that and then there was the tapping the tap 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 on the camera uh at one point it's just weird stuff yeah um so from uh sisters wood have you ever seen a ufo while investigating
1: i've not seen one while investigating but i can think of a couple of instances where i can definitely say that it was not anything you know it's not a plane It's Mine, but mine was a long time and this is even not even paranormal it's not even anything that I would even have been interested in back then and aliens were just like yeah I figure they're out there you know but I didn't really go out of my way to try to look but I'm just driving back from school one night and um, I see something kind of hovering around up there and, and um, I saw up ahead that other people had like stopped also and so I was like what do we do? So I pulled over. I did (laughs) there's people. And then I see that they're like looking up at this thing. So I don't know what, what else was going on, you know, before I got there, but then all of a sudden it's there. And then boom, gone. It was just like nowhere to be found. It moved so fast. And there was like no, there was nothing. There was just, it was there. And then it just shot across the sky and it was just gone. Um,
0: You know, I've never actually seen the UFO.
1: Yeah, everybody was just, everybody like ducked, even though it was, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it just went so far. When you couldn't even see it, you couldn't even tell where it went. There was like no trace of it whatsoever. You know, I told my dad about it and I tried to explain. And back then I was leaving at seven o'clock in the morning to go to school and I wasn't getting back till like 10 o'clock at night. (laughs) Like I had stuff, it's just all spread throughout my day classes and like music classes, book classes, all kinds of stuff. And, she overworked herself then, too. Yeah. <laughs> so I tried to explain to my dad, you know, I know I'm tired, but I'm not. But I had witnesses, you know. And, like, one of the other times, we had a, a team on the goldenrod. And I, one of the girls went up there, up on top of the roof with me, uh, to do some, like, photography of, like, the stars. It was just beautiful, clear night. And then uh, so it was kind of cold, you know. But we kind of laid down, kind of looking up. And there were, you know, we saw, like, a couple, of like, shooting stars. But then we saw some stuff that would, like, uh, and then stop and then make, like, a hard right, right. or Everybody something like that, that yeah. or whatever. You know, not, not your typical falling star behavior. So, yeah. and then we'd both be like, oh, well, that, I don't think that was a falling star. You know, <laughs> what was it? Don't know.
0: Yeah. Um, I've never actually seen them which is, yeah, I totally believe in them. I, I definitely believe extraterrestrials exist. You know, people ask me all the time because I talk a lot about shadow people, um, and I do my shadow person presentation all over the place. Um, there's a question that I get quite often is, you know, are shadow people aliens, which there's always a possibility of that. Um, so if I will say this. If shadow people are aliens and I've seen an alien, you know, and there was also the question that was thrown out um, at fairy Plantation the other weekend. You know, are Because I talk about how I believe shadow people are interdimensional beings. And so the question gets asked, okay, what if they're interdimensional beings but they're extraterrestrial interdimensional beings? It's like, that's always a possibility. Um, but as far as the flying saucer sort of stuff and all that, I have not seen. Um, where I used to work uh, when I was in the military station in Maryland NSA um, there was some stuff that I saw within the systems there um, that of course just kind of confirmed what I kind of already suspected so people you know wonder about disclosure and all that because you see people all the time from you know they used to work with these different organizations and you know within the government or within the military et cetera et cetera and you know They're always talking about things that they've they've seen crafts, you know, um, they've seen the technology and all that stuff. So it's out there. It's just, you know, governments aren't willing to admit it. You know, they're not taking that step yet. So, Um, but while investigating, no. Um, Karen Whitaker had a comment here. uh, So back to the haunted stuff. My first paranormal experience. I was three years old, and this shadow figure would visit me in my bedroom every night and hover over my bed around two to three. Hmm. Uh, Every, and I'm going to assume that was supposed to be night. So that's interesting, Karen. I would like to hear more about your shadow person experiences, since I am, in the spare time that I don't have, (laughs) writing a shadow person book. Um I really, i it's not going to be out this year. I really want that out next year. I really, really, really really want that out next year.
1: I have shadow figure experiences. Quite a few, but... I have a I lot.
0: <laughs> I have a lot, which is why I talk about it. Which is why I have all these different presentations on it. And yeah, shadow people are kind of my thing. Um... Yeah, Donna said hunt is slurpy to the slurping sound. <laughs> um... Okay, I'm not getting the Amityville horror thing. Um, So the Amityville house is calling me. Is that what the comment is? Okay. I don't doubt that. (laughs) Hmm. Um, Okay, so people living close to military bases. um, Maybe, maybe not seen a UFO. Okay, interesting. Yeah, we haven't done a whole lot with uh oh, I'm down the saying that was spam, okay. Uh we haven't done a lot with UFOs on here. I guess we just haven't had a lot of experiences with it. Um we stick more toward the haunted, spiritual, that sort of stuff. Um but I mean it's all it's all related. I mean the the two worlds you know connect with each other, so.
1: We had John on.
0: We had John de Souza on talking about that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, um, so check out our uh, interview with John D'Souza from last month that was really interesting so we even talked about some conspiracy theories and stuff like that which kind of inspired our conspiracy theory episode that we did so um, from Zippy Davis hey Zippy do you seem to um, I don't know what p slash u is you seem to p slash u more activity when streaming or making a video pick up pick okay up. pick up Uh, um, You know, it's interesting It's kind of, it's like two different worlds, really So When we're Like when we're going live The whole aspect of Going live Is, I mean, honestly As far as like us trying to investigate And pick up on things and, And ourselves and all of that Going live is a bit of a distraction for all of that, but we continue investigating after the fact or we've already started investigating before the fact. So we do those live moments with you guys um, to share in the experience with you and to see what you guys pick up from the location. So it's just, it's a very different type of experience. And there's, I guess the interaction that that we're having with you, it's like a different way of being able to investigate, you know, through the energy that you guys are putting out, it's just different. Yeah, I
1: like it, because, you know, there's stuff that you guys have, you know, that you've seen whenever we're distracted and not seeing it, and then when we go back, we're like, oh, okay, yeah, that's there. Well, we wouldn't have seen that, because, you know, we weren't focused on that, but...
0: Yeah, we call you guys, like, another set of eyes and ears for us, and with many, many of you watching, so many, many more that's <laughs> yeah, and, then, and
1: like vandalia was a good one vandalia too, was a great because, example and that wasn't know,
0: that wasn't even youtube that was facebook befo- right. that was before youtube was doing it on the the live on the mobile devices i think
1: you know donna i think you had tuned in i know bonnie did vanessa i mean all of our yeah yeah you you know, we had
0: we had all kinds of psychic mediums that were tuned in yeah,
1: on that one it was and, great you know picking up on stuff and you know chris our friend chris mason who
2: mm-hmm.
1: we need to come to vandalia again if you're watching um, and I know he was impressed
2: yeah by yeah. the
1: things that you guys were picking up on because having not been to the location before and you were basically you know citing some of his experiences and stuff and you know things that you were picking up on that he had been picking up but hadn't said anything yet, you know and so that's that's my favorite part of lives.
0: I, l- I like these uh, these sisters sisters would sisters over here. Says, we'll have to catch up on all your vids Friday night pizza, wine, and a hundred road media vids.
1: Don't forget like the Dove it. Dark chocolate for dessert.
0: <laughs> there you go. There you go. I'm down with the wine. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, from Emma, have you ever had to walk out of investigation because of the amount of activity? Yep, I know you have.
1: Oh, yeah, me, yes uh basically fear for my fear for my life you know (laughs) at one point
0: you guys had a uh bookcase thrown at you well yeah
1: you know who wouldn't walk out at that point you know it was that turning point when i realized that oh hey um all these times that i thought that you know they couldn't hurt you maybe that's not true anymore so i deemed it probably a wise choice to not go back into the building for the night And I mean, there's been other times too where it's just like uh, forgetting your stones that you come to rely on and stuff like that, and then like not being able to look in any room, just keep blinders on the whole time. Yeah, we had to take you back
0: downstairs to get your stones. Yeah,
1: because every it just felt like there was just something just trying to you know get at me. It's not like, and I was actually scared you know, and this was in a building that I've been in, you know, before many times and, but just not that night. And then I realized, oh my God, I left my, left my stone. So now we know what happens whenever I go in just with nothing. I've, which is, which confirms for me that if you truly believe in crystals and like people use like runes, oils, you know, pen, whatever you use, whether it be a religious symbol, a non religious, whatever, whatever you use, if you have faith in it to work, it's going to work. So that you feel like naked without it. You feel like um, vulnerable without it, too open. And, you know, there's sometimes I get brave. We go in there and be like, I'm not going to use anything. I'm just going to go for it. Um, and there's sometimes I don't. Like, we go into Mineral Springs. Um, I don't always take, um, I have it all like in my bag or whatever, or I might just stick one in my pocket, but the other stuff that I carry with me goes up here. So, um, and I usually always have a Shadokite stone and I have an amethyst and a lapis and then a clear quartz to kind of amp it all up. So that's, that's what I carry.
0: As far as me, um, I haven't really ever felt the need to walk out of an investigation. Um, There have been moments where it's been like, okay, I need to get out of this room right now, and that happened this past weekend, where it was like, you know, it it just became too much. Okay, let me get out of this room for right now. Um, Went downstairs, took a break, felt a lot better, and then I was able to go right back up, so... Uh, Never out of an entire investigation um, like that, like we're going to leave the building or anything like that. But you know, to take a break from a room, yeah, you know that happens sometimes.
1: Yeah, you're gonna not next weekend, but the weekend after is going to be the cafe show. You guys are really going to hear some stories in.
0: Is Rita in for that? Rita's in for that. Okay. Um, the other one that I guess um, we did leave early from and it wasn't because of anything paranormal but it was the um the one night that we were out there at blackbird church this is of course before you but it was the night i got the evps of my teeth are warm and and all that stuff um where it was the coyotes you know the coyotes just kept coming close. we actually went into the cemetery to get safe from the coyotes you know which Mm is because the the church was wide open you know, they could just walk right into the church, but the, um, the cemetery at least had a gate. So we originally went over to the cemetery to get, to get out of the church because the coyotes, you you could hear them coming, you know, they were howling and they were getting closer and closer and closer. So it's like, okay, let's go over to the cemetery. Hmm. And so, um, yeah, we weren't, we actually weren't out there too long because, because of those coyotes. So we did it we did a quick little thing in the cemetery till we deemed that they were far enough away that we could you know slip out of the gate and even then I'm still like let me do one last lap I know, <laughs> I know Logan and Kathy were like what is he doing we need to go um, but yeah that was so I, that's where I got the uh, my teeth were wearing EVP and then when I came back out and it, I was you know putting my bag in the car and all that that's when we heard the walking coming down the road it was like you know here come the locals (laughs) 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 they're going to be pissed you know but then we drove down the road and there was nobody because we were going to explain hey we are just out here checking stuff out you know don't don't mean any harm that sort of thing but um there's nobody so it's pretty wild so Donna Gorton saying thanks for the validation Shauna cool cool um yes it was a bookcase um Karen is saying maybe they wanted you to read something, Shauna. <laughs>
1: they they were very serious about me mm-hmm. reading those books mm-hmm. in that bookcase. <laughs> it was I, I was that was that was definitely probably one of the more significant moments and it will always be at the very top of, you know, times that I've been scared while investigating. So
0: um Kathy sure. Stiliento is asking, have you ever been to Myrtle's plantation in St. Francisville, Louisiana? I have not been to Louisiana, but not Myrtle's plantation.
1: That's on the list.
0: It's on the list. It's on the list. Uh Betty Lengy, you ever wish you could have done something more or different after it's over? Yeah, not use a flash on the big ball of black mist in Tallison's bedroom <laughs> <laughs> at the Edmund House. Uh, I tell that story all the time now during my shadow person presentation because um, it was a really crazy intense moment with a big shadow mass and I used a flash to try to take a picture of it which was stupid because it just the, the light obliterated the room and yeah of course I didn't capture it on camera but if I would not have used the flash I probably wouldn't it's kind of like you haven't seen it um Whoever's seen Hereditary when She sees the apparition of the mom and turns the lights on and then apparition is like instantly gone It's kind of like what happened with me taking a photo of the uh, of the black shadow mist You know Hit the button poof, you know, the light illuminated the room The shadow was gone, but then once the light had subsided it's like boom there it is back again mm-hmm. and it, because it's a flash it's like boom that quick yeah. you know so it was like okay it's weird so that was a mistake yeah
1: i mean there's been a few times in investigations where uh i wish that you know maybe i'd hung around a little longer um, oh,
0: I know I know sorry I don't mean to cut you off midstream but the, um, the yellow translucent ball of light at Goldenrod all our batteries were dead yeah all of our batteries were drained so we didn't have a camera right except I had a phone in my pocket I could have fired up
1: yep that'll be mine too
0: could have fired that up I didn't didn't think of it. There was a phone in my pocket. Could have fired it up and and taken something. So, but you know we were investigating. It all the iPhones are off. All that stuff. And you're just thinking, oh, you know, got the video camera still here in my hand. It's dead. You know. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, let's see what else do you guys have. Pungai fungi is wondering how big the bookcase was.
1: Um, I mean, it was about, there were, had like the the legs, and then it had a shelf that was full of books, and then it had another shelf that was full of books, and then it had stuff sitting on top of it. So, probably about knee high. Maybe a little taller than that. Still a good sized bookcase. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know and whatever it was was strong enough to pick it up and throw it just across a room Um, It it was And then it came flying across the room and the last person that was exiting the room uh, if they would have waited just a Second longer they would have been nailed right in the back with it. And so I was out of the building first just because before anything we were hearing stuff upstairs but just before anything really started happening downstairs i had this blast of fear i'm out of here you know and so i grabbed my stuff and i'm out i'm running you know i'm been and everybody else is getting their stuff and and uh but i didn't i got out of the building but i'm still in the doorway you know looking because i you know there's my friends are in there <laughs> and um but I'm, I'm watching the events as they unfold in the room, you know, so I'm there, you know, to see all this stuff going on. And then uh, while we were out of the building, um, we didn't even lock it. I mean, we, because that would have involved sticking a, an arm or a hand back in there and opening that door again. And there was no way we were doing that. I didn't know what was going on in there afterwards. I didn't want to know. Um, our skeptic that was with us was just running around in the road on the property he was like what do i do where do i go what did i see you know that's a hell of a way to become a a believer (laughs) you know full-blown skeptic that night and no longer he's probably scared of his shadow right now so (laughs) um whenever we tried to get back in the building with my father because he's like a acts as a buffer against all that and nothing ever happens. So he went uh, and he had to we had to, you know, really push hard to get that door open. So the bookcase had ricocheted off of the corner of the door frame into the next room and went in and knocked over another that had s- another shelving unit that had stuff on it and knocked it over and it pushed some like cloth. it was a mess. It looked like a tornado blew through there. And but there was uh, the bookcase that I know did not stop at the door was up against the door like you could not get in without really putting some back into it and he said he was like what happened in here you know and we explained it but then he walked through and was was seeing the damage and uh, he went into the back room um, looking uh, looking stuff and he said and there were tools and there were uh, like these little tool cabinets and stuff and stuff just all over the place like Um, And he knows, he knew where all of that stuff, you know, was at because um, my dad helped with some of the remodeling in that building. And so he's very well versed in the tool department and he knew where everything was and what had its place and whatnot. He said it looked like someone had just, was dumped stuff out just looking for something. He goes, don't go back in this building. (laughs) I'm like, no, we got to go back, you know. Right. Now we really have to go back, you know, because we didn't know we didn't know what what in the world that was so an angry human spirit i mean there was so much going on all at one time that there was no way that one human spirit could be in all of these different areas in the room at the same time could be several i mean we're talking about you know i don't know i haven't been to the cafe yet yeah, the the chain of events that night just ripping this this coming off this being shoved out of the way as this stuff was going on and this bookcase is flying over and the door sh- Ew, it was it's a crazy night it was a crazy, crazy night. night yes
0: so per butterfly can some EVPs only be heard when audio is played in reverse I heard crystal clear whisper that didn't sound distorted whatsoever um I've heard that some EVPs can be heard that way here's the thing though is that not many people really think about listening to stuff in reverse, so... I never yeah. would have thought. Yeah, so it's kind of like almost... It's like every once in a while somebody will throw something out there. Well, I tried this one in reverse and here's what I got. Okay, cool. Um, I don't ever really think to... Because I don't think the spirits usually talk in reverse. I, I don't know, it's kind of... Some EVPs are just so hard anyway that you're kind of like, okay, there's something here, maybe it's this, and you throw it in reverse, and it's like, maybe it sounds like something a little bit more clear, but are they really talking in reverse, or is it just your brain trying to figure out what it was? But you're saying you had one that was crystal clear. I mean, I'm not going to doubt you, but um, you know, um I don't usually try to listen to them in reverse.
1: Yeah, I would have never thought of it.
0: Yeah. So I just, I remember... um the show Lost in the second season with uh, Walt when he was making his kind of weird uh, appearances here and there that um, that they didn't ever divulge it in the show, but the Lost community because there was a lot of people like out on different Lost forums and stuff like that figuring out all the different secrets of the island and stuff like that, and um, you know people have figured out that hey he's actually. Um, speaking in reverse and was saying things like you know don't push the button the button's bad and stuff like that so for those of you that watched lost I'm sure there were several um saw some other questions down here or did i just blow by them oh, that was the bookcase question um from kenny orton mike and shauna have you ever tried the use of a black light or infrasound uh, yeah, I do have a uh, UV light, black light um, flashlight. I haven't really gotten much with it. You know, there's a um, an idea out there that people have kind of been playing with for a few years now that perhaps spirits are afraid of regular flashlights. They're too bright or whatever, and that's why you don't, you know, get a lot of, like, you know, a spirit directly in your <laughs> flashlight. And so maybe the use of UV light, you know, it's a different wavelength, a different color, you know, stuff like that. And I just haven't really gotten anything. It makes for a cool, for cool light, you know, as far as, like, the color and all that. So I've got some interesting blue footage. It mm-hmm. come, it, it's it's supposed to be, like, purple or whatever. It comes out blue on my, <laughs> on my camera. So... I haven't had much luck with it, but I do have one. Um, infrasound, I haven't played with Infrasound. So, um, yeah, I like Tom getting all upset about who hit the dislike button. Yeah, who did that?
2: Um,
1: well, if you're still watching, you should know that that dislike button didn't do anything. No. You're still watching.
0: So, from Betty Lange, um Mike and Shauna, do you ever get vibes from an antique shop where old items are sold? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely.
1: Yes. Yes. Especially, especially like the antique shops in Alton, you know, and stuff like that, because those are some old historic buildings anyway. And then you add in, you know, all of these you know antiques and stuff that are in them
0: yeah there's um I I don't know I've had a lot of interesting as far as like vibes and antique shops you know even as a kid when we would go to some of these old towns and visit little shops and stuff like that even if it wasn't like an antique shop maybe it was just a gift store in an old building or whatever I'd get vibes out of that um I remember going to I don't know there there were always like little gift shops and they had the wooden floors and the the floors would creak as you'd walk in yeah. there and um, I don't know sometimes they'd be selling like Christmas stuff or they'd have the candles going or whatever and it was just like so you'd have the cool smell and you'd have the you'd have the old smell back behind the the whatever the candle scents were and just yeah you had the creak of the floors and it was just always cool. Uh,
1: that's that's the way those those antique shops are. Yeah. Yeah. And Alton, too. I loved them.
0: So from Tracy, where is the most haunted place you've ever been to? <laughs> um, most haunted place. That's tough. There's a lot of really haunted places I've been to.
1: Cafe um, for me.
0: Cafe for you. Yeah, it's probably easy for you um i mean i talk about like my favorite haunted places i don't know what would take it from most haunted i don't know um you know i always talk about you know stone line Inn as a as a favorite haunt that was very haunted as well um you know, Mineral Springs is very haunted all through that place. Um, yeah, and that has like a lot of different areas, a lot of different rooms um, that are haunted within there. So, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's just a lot of different places. And um, that was the antique question. So from Sharon Lane. Is Cahokia, Illinois on an energy grid line? Do you have more experiences on grid lines? Well, we're supposed to be talking about that tonight with Freddie. He <laughs> <laughs> um, probably would have gotten a, a question very similar to that um, if not Cahokia, which is you know right down the road. Um, I was going to talk to him a little bit about uh, Spiro Mounds, uh, which I was at a few weeks back. It's actually in Oklahoma, but it was just over the border from the event that I was at in Arkansas. Um, and that complex there at Spiro was connected with Cahokia. Um, but yeah, in, energy grid lines, I mean, that's kind of the... It's, it's kind of the whole reason why these locations were built there was so that they could access the energy there and be able to do things more with their spirituality. So, you know, even as a ghost, as a spirit, or what have you, yeah, it's gonna give them more energy to be able to do stuff. And you know, I know you said that the cafe was at a crossing of those lines, so yeah. boom, there you go. So
1: after hearing that, you know, and researching that a little bit more, you know, that made all kinds of sense. So, and I mean, that place just invited. It would seem like it was a portal of some kind, or a, as we used to call it, a Seven Eleven or a truck stop for spirits, because there was just so many different ones in and out all the time. The same ones were there, you know, that we interacted with, you know, on a daily, on a weekly, you know, basis. But then there were just different voices in there all the time, and we had no idea where they came from. So, yeah. kind of chalked it up to that.
0: Yeah, So. You know, ley lines, and actually, there's a there's a difference, and that was something I was going to have Freddie kind of like explain, like early on, was there's a there's actually a difference between um, ley lines and energy grid lines, and so um, you know, one is one is more, I guess, one is more physical and more geological in nature, and then the other is like just the magnetism, the energy within the earth. So I was going to let him better explain that uh, to us because we talked about that um, last month there in our ley lines episode, you know, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to get Freddie on here it was, you know, doing. You know, I've known about Freddie for a while, but um, you know, putting that episode together, I was accessing a lot of his uh, material that's out there that's online um, through some of the different presentations and things like that that he's given because, you know, like I said, he's like the foremost expert on this, and so it's like. You know, put that episode together, it's like, let's get him on here and actually talk about it so that we can get it from him. Um, but yeah, he, he talks about, you know, all of those different things about how, you know, that their whole point was to, you know, uh, you know just even from, you know, setting up the standing stones at the way that they are, to set up the resonance within there. And so that they could enter this location and experience that energy to be able to access like their spiritual centers and, and things like that. Um, you know, and it's funny, he, he's ve- he's a very spiritual guy. You know, he talks about, you know, just watching some of his interviews out of his house, and which probably, you know, where he was at today, where I lost power at, but um, he has like different stones set up around his house. You know, they, they all do different things to kind of set up his you know, his house and the energy that he wants there, Um, and he also talks about when he goes to these different um, locations, because he'll give, like, tours in Peru and things like that, Um, and while he's talking about it, he's at these different energy centers, he's like, the energy's still there, and he'll have a hard time sometimes, he says he'll be, like, bumbling through um, some of these different presentations or, you know, really tours that he's giving, and he's talking about the area that that it's at, and he's, like, he's, he's still hearing, like, these voices and people talking to him about the location while he's sitting there trying to talk <laughs> about it <laughs> you know so it's like it's kind of disconcerting for him so it was, yeah a lot of interesting things that I think we we're going to get into tonight so again many apologies from Freddie and we'll get him on it'll have to be next month because um, we're, we're booked up for well we're booked up through October 9th right now so so we we'll just have to do that um so yeah, B three airspace, best vibes I ever got was at Stonehenge, nineteen eighties, awesome, freaky, wonderful place. And Egypt. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um I know uh, it Adam is probably lurking out there. Adam Tillery was at Stonehenge here just a couple months ago. So go ahead, Adam, admit it, you're lurking. <laughs> um yeah. Karen, hint, hint. Mike wants to go to the cafe. You think?
1: I want to go back. Yeah. I mean, it strikes so the problem. The problem
0: is the floor is out. And,
1: yeah, the floor is out in the main in the front part of the building. Um, it's two floors, you know, and then the cellar. You open the front door, and about a foot or two in, and there's the cellar. So, um, is the building structurally sound enough to have human weight in it? Don't know, but there's only one way to find out so
0: from samantha it's either dryling or drilling um question when are you going to be back in the virginia beach area (laughs) i know i was just there uh probably we'll we'll have to see i mean i've been doing the fairy plantation um for the last several years now um around you know september time frame um a little bit further west now so that makes that trip a little bit more difficult so we'll see how it turns out if it happens it'll be it'll be next year so um so yeah and i agree betty betty says it's a good night tonight interesting chat room interesting host good mods thank you um guy phone guys wondering if you were held liable for the damage done in the cafe
1: No, I mean, there's been a lot of floods come in there. And I think, and since there was a really big one in 93, in 1993, and there was a really big one in 1973. And I mean, that place, like, every year the water comes up, every couple of years, every, and then every, like, 10 years or so, there's a big one. And it's just, you know, over the years the elements have just really the building's really just taken a beating
0: I love so, this guy Tom McNicholas $10 super chat from Tom McNicholas since you're only doing one show <laughs> thanks Tom absolutely appreciated I always really appreciate the super chat superstars yeah, so, so
1: yeah we weren't you know the cause for the floor caving in. Um, as for like the bookcase and the stuff flying around, I mean the owner at the time. Um, you know the the rule was you know whatever we did you know as long as we you know put things back together, made sure that you know we just picked up our mess. You know sometimes stuff happens. We leave you know stuff around for a spirit you know the child spirits to play with. And we. You know, would um, sprinkle a little you know powder and stuff upstairs on the floor. You know, so they could we can see if any footprints were left. It I mean, sounds I like you
0: guys kind of did a little bit of everything while yeah. you're up there. Should save some of this for the cafe episode. Oh, I know,
1: I know. I'm not gonna talk about the cafe anymore. <laughs> Rita though has man, mm-hmm. and then there had been times when she'd been in there without me. You know, and because. You know, my job, most of my jobs require me to work nights, let's be honest. And uh, there would be some times that I would work and wouldn't be able to, you know, get in there. Um, and then she has some stories just, you know, on her own of stuff that happened in there without me. So to expect expect a good show that weekend. That's going to be a good one. There you go. I'm going to try to see if, if we can get a hold of, um, I know the EVPs are on the YouTube her YouTube channel oh, so but you then find I those, have yeah. some I have some that are on a disk I think so you have to dig that up I'll have to dig that up
0: so from Sean Gilmore the tech question what type of lighting or camera filters do you think are best for investigating um, interesting question so I would I mean by nature my first inclination would be don't use filters um, that would be more natural. However, I get that um, for specific lighting situations, since you're like recording and all that stuff, um, that going without a filter whatsoever can like make the contrast on that really bad. Um, like when uh, trying to go live from Old Licking County Jail, I'd gotten that new uh, big LED light and trying to use that it was like just washing everything out so they didn't make make it show up on the uh, camera very well. So it has a a little uh, amber filter that I threw in there which kind of toned that down a little bit. Also had an adjustable knob back there for, for helping out with that too. So I would say try to stay as natural as you can but in those situations if you wanna throw on like an amber filter or something like that, maybe even a cool filter um those would probably be alright. Um maybe even red in some cases. Um depending on what you're trying to capture. Um Yeah. Um as far as like type of cameras I mean, if you got the money to throw down on a four K by all means. <laughs> you know? Um you know, H D or better. Um, and make sure it's, and make sure it's a good quality one, because there are some that like technically classify as an HD camera and just come out all pixelated and everything anyway. So, um, that's our tech segment for the evening. <laughs> so, um, from April, have you guys encountered anything like an old Indian reservation? If so, did Shauna ever experience or encounter an Indian spirit? How do they vary from other spirits? Well, <laughs> I mean, I was just talking about being at the Spiro Mounds. That's yeah. a, that's an old Indian um, uh, spiritual center. Um, I, I've been to. I mean, I used to live out in Oklahoma, so yeah, <laughs> there's the, all kinds of Native American stuff out there. But the
1: cafe was built on was, top of um, a Native American campsite. I mean it.
0: And the. Grade school was on a on a, an archaeological dig that a mound, was specifically for on a
1: burial mound. Yeah.
0: Well, I don't know if it was a burial it's, mound.
1: If you look at an aerial view of, I mean, it's just nothing but just. Yeah. Well, it
0: was an it was a Native everywhere. American archaeological dig site. Yeah. I don't know if it was a, a burial site though.
1: Yeah. They they found. I'd like to get more information on that because apparently there was yeah. a block of time there where they couldn't put anything else there because they were finding so much stuff. Um, but the cafe, well, I know. The cafe was get...
0: on the campsite and then yeah. the school was whatever the heck was was back there. I mean, it was all part of the same encampment. Right. Um so
1: it's just different portions of it. Yeah. Um we did have a Native American spirit in the cafe. Um, and in fact, we did capture an audio. an audio. We have an audio clip of him saying something.
0: We'll try to find that for the cafe episode.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: Otherwise, we're not going to have much for a cafe episode. It's going to be like, yeah, yeah just, just watch mean, this the, video.
1: <laughs> the, the Smithsonian wanted to keep it. Smithsonian
0: wants to get their hands on a lot of stuff.
1: Yeah, they want to keep that, and we're like, nope.
0: You want to talk about, especially, what they did with with this area. Um, All all throughout the Midwest. That was a cricket trying to jump through the door. Um, We're back in the late 1800s. I forget the guy's name that headed up the Smithsonian. This is why the Smithsonian gets such a bad rap. Um, I don't know if they necessarily take the same viewpoints these days. Um, they try to say that they're completely innocent and it's like, no, because it's it's pretty much a fact that, and I, again, I forget his name, that in the mid-late 1800s that uh, the Smithsonian, the guy who headed it up, basically anything that they discovered that was, quote-unquote, pre-Columbian, mean, meaning pre-the discovery, quote-unquote discovery, of America by Christopher Columbus was automatically discarded because it was heathen it could not possibly be christian so therefore if it wasn't christian it wasn't counted as real history and so so any of like these different like burial sites people talk a lot about like the different giant skeletons and things like that that were discovered um all that they basically just destroyed so but that was a lot of that was through this area here in illinois where i was at in ohio um I've been to uh, a number of those different mound areas in Ohio as well, like the Great Circle Earthworks. Um, you know, very, very interesting locations. In fact, both, the Great Circle Earthworks and Spiral Mounds, I had all kinds of weird um, stuff going on with my equipment, where the Spiral Mounds, the, just the broadcasting, trying to go live from there, that was something I was going to ask Randy about, was the energy off of those mounds, um, you know, we, we were able to go up on one of the mounds at Spiro. Um, they have a path that goes up there. It was not a burial mound. Only only about 80-85% of mountain Native American mounds were actually, uh, or 80-85% were not. There was only a very small percentage that actually were burial mounds. That one was not. Um, you're able to go up there and just, the the broadcast was terrible. It kept cutting out, disconnecting, all that, and get down off the mound, and then things were okay. It was, it was broadcasting. It was still pixelated because we're out in the middle of nowhere, but it was broadcasting without any disconnects. And then at Great Circle Earthworks, took my drone out there, fully charged. And I had it, I'm supposed to get like, you know, 24 minutes off the charge. And I didn't even have it up there like five minutes and it's screaming at me that it's out of battery. So, yeah, there's something about those sites that they're crazy. And we have um, an Australian $10 super chat from Converse Conversation. Uh, or Converse Conversation. Very cool. Awesome show, XOXO. Thank you very much. Absolutely appreciate that. Really, really do. So uh, you guys are awesome tonight. So so that could have been not necessarily Native American spirit, but the energy there from a location, an energy center that was constructed by ancient Native Americans. Right. And I keep hitting the microphone okay um there's more conversation here about ley lines I know there's a question in there from linds about ley lines and we have a uh, the sisters was i like you guys <laughs> <laughs> i like our a new mad hatters all right wow. um so they're asking and thank you very much for the five dollar super chat is this is this good for a kit rods temp gun um bsb7 k2 so um temp gun good k2 rods i'm assuming you mean dowsing, dowsing rods. rods um you got to be honest about it so the thing about dowsing rods if if you try to show that as, as evidence a lot of people are not going to believe you because of how easily they are manipulated that would be me and that's shauna so mm-hmm. um so i, I think they for your own personal curiosity they're fine, uh, you know. My good friend Copperhead, Copperhead Greg Graham, uses them a lot, and he does a, a thing where he points them downwards. So that the only thing that can make them move is uh, or cross is gravity. Uh, but still, a lot of people are very, very skeptical of that, even though he tries really hard to present the method. Um, you know that that should you know work. Um, so th- that's up to you on that one. Uh, as as far as the PSP Seven, we, we we don't like spirit boxes. Just I mean, I've, I've, I Sean, I had a rant last I, week about I it.
1: Ranted, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna keep it civil this time and nice and short and, and sweet. Um, I think that the reason that people use them and like them so much is because the paranormal to some people is boring without it. I mean they want that People response. Want the quick,
0: they want the quick response. You know, and
1: they get it with those. But my own personal opinion and everybody that uses them can say I'm wrong and I don't care. Um it's radio feedback. Most of
0: it's and most of it's radio feedback. Some
1: of those apps and boxes are programmed, designed to spit stuff out at you
0: well i've been being in the computer industry and i have a degree in simulation programming. and i know how those things can be manipulated uh, as far as like the apps and all that um i mean to me to each their own if you really want to use it fine i mean that's you can i mean it's it's not during my not during an investigation with me no <laughs> uh, no and i've, no, been, no, and no. I've been there Oh, and I've been there for some and it's like I can take it for a little bit and that's it. Um they give me a headache for, for one.
1: And it's distracting.
0: Yeah. And then, um
1: Yeah. Knowing how they work, I just I ha it.
0: but I have on occasion seen some stuff that like John Ward, Ohio Paranormal Syndicate. Um, you know, they do use the S B seven and they had a um an E V P that can it it and see the thing, it didn't come off the device itself. It was external to the device. So it was like the EVP was responding to the SB7, which was just generating radio garbage. Um, But then there was like an audible, deeper type voice that came across responding to that. So it was kind of an interesting moment. Um,
1: Or you could just take off the antenna entirely so it's nothing but white noise
0: yeah i've 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 heard stuff come over white noise, and so there' there's been some cases where it's like, okay, so I believe that one I believe that one um but I've also seen people just you know any drop of a hat of any sort of word or phrase that they hear come across that, and it's like no that was that was definitely radio,
1: especially if it's your so. own voice.
0: Well, that, coming yeah, coming and out of that, kind of coming out of the app, just I'm from the sorry. weather program, so. Um, what I would say for, for a kit, um, well, you need an audio recorder in there. Um, I didn't see that in your list. So some sort of audio recorder so you can do some EVP work. Um, you wanna be able to do that. Um, I mean, for me, a, a basic kit is um, in a flashlight, an audio recorder, and a camera. The K2 would be nice. Um, a lot of batteries. A lot of batteries. And a ghosty. Oh, and a ghosty,
1: and a ghosty, because a the kids love the ghosty. We approve of that. We approve of that. Yeah, we do. They like ghosty, and ghosty glows in the dark.
0: <laughs> and then we have Mickey doll with a nine ninety nine ten dollars. Super- I know the mobile sometimes goes with the ninety 90- with the ninety nines. Uh, thanks for a good show, Mike and Shauna. Don't have to read this out. Just happy to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I read it out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you Mickey Dole absolutely <laughs> appreciate it so so sisters Wood I hope that uh, answers your questions about um, a, a basic kit you know is, I mean we have other that we've thrown now um, but you don't really need it. I mean we got along just fine for years you know with just with just the basics you know yeah, audio recorder in your, the flashlight. Your body, your, your self. Bo- yes, your body's your best tool.
1: Is your best tool. Your body's your best tool. Trust and, your
0: trust your feelings, trust your instincts.
1: Yeah, and yeah. don't forget that, you know, don't talk at them, talk to them. They're people too. Right. You may not be able to see them the same that you're, you know, you can see each other or that you can see other people, but um, they're still people too. So they should be treated like people.
0: Yeah. yeah. And there was the other ley line question that I knew Lynn's asked. Do ley lines correspond to tectonic plates? Um, so I guess to some degree that they do, and that's what I wanted Freddie to clear up, because ley lines apparently are supposed to be more geological where the energy the energy grid lines are supposed to end. Um, telluric energy That's what they call it. Uh, it's supposed to be more with the the... Magnetic lines within the uh, within the Earth. So, yeah. Uh, when whenever we have him on, we'll have him clear that up.
1: Yeah, that so. will be a very enlightening show. It will. It will. He's awesome.
0: Um. Let's see. From several mad. Ha- Oops. Oh, they said it was buffering. I mean, it's buffering video output low uh oh
1: <laughs>
0: we lost it somewhere
1: hello frontier uh
0: well we'll try to we'll try to work through it um from several mad hatter's what do you think about train tracks as conductors or just having a lot of energies around them Huh. Um, I mean, your metal on rock, possibly.
1: Railroad bridges are always haunted.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, a lot of uh, them are. Yeah, a lot of people hang
1: themselves on them. That railroad bridge there and the one that we went to, you know, here in Illinois. Um, It was, it's got a lot, especially at night. Um, I guess some of those were happening. some of the reports of the hangings and stuff were happening like at night so it would make sense that at night i guess would be when the energy would probably be stronger but i don't know about the building materials used but it's a good question
0: yeah um i don't know i mean it's an interesting concept you know the uh metal on top of the rock with the energy underneath could the train tracks send that energy along I mean, we know it happens with electrified tracks. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's it's a good question. It's a good question. I, I wouldn't know for certain. So, and yeah, I caught the messages about the buffering, but um, we're kind of at the mercy here. I mean, I could... I don't want to reset anything because that would sever the entire connection. There's only so much I can do. Um... So we'll just, I guess we'll just, you know, answer a couple more here and wrap it up. So um, from Converse Conversation, where is the cafe?
1: The cafe is located in Campsville, Illinois, uh, right in the middle of town. And if you look up, uh, actually you could look it up on YouTube or on Google, if you Google search it, just type in CBC Cafe and River Treasures or look up um, or in. Would Campsville. it still come up as that?
0: Because it's been closed for a long time. And that was another question that was in yeah. there. Is it still open? No, it's closed.
1: Yeah, no, it's closed. But um, we've done so many investigations and so many other groups have been. Oh, it would come up to, you, to. Yeah,
0: for an investigation. Yeah, it will come up come on the investigation up. page. Yeah.
1: And. Um, Yeah, you'll you'll definitely. So, CBC River Treasures and, or CBC Cafe and River Treasures. um, Campsville, Illinois. Campsville with a K.
0: Sean Oldsmith, what do you think about taking a biosensor, e.g., or or I I guess it's supposed to be or a biosensor or a dog? I think that's what he's saying on investigation. Um, You know, pets on investigation are, I mean, I guess here's the thing i'm mixed on it i mean you animals are more sensitive to the paranormal than we so i've been in situations i mean the haunted (laughs) episode it was on animal planet so it featured the cats i've shown many times on this channel and also during the uh shadow person presentations the deleted scene clip from from that with the uh the reaction of the cat how i followed the cat to the room and saw the black mass um, the cats going crazy in the backyard. So, yeah, they're more sensitive uh, to the paranormal than we are. Um, I guess my conscience comes into play sometimes. Do I want to knowingly take an animal into a haunted location, knowing that they may negatively react to something that's there?
1: Oh wait, that's a cat face story. Never mind.
0: All I said was you can't tell all of them. I know, <laughs> I say. know,
1: but it was an animal story. So okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna save it.
0: We're just gonna give Shauna her own show. More stories from the cafe.
1: I'm gonna write a book someday.
0: You have to because you've had a ton of stories from there. So, uh, from Dave Styles. Hey, Dave, how's it going? Uh, what would be good to use for audio in a concrete tower? Um. Well, I guess I would just use my regular audio recorder. Yeah. I mean nothing different there.
1: Yeah, I mean I'm petty. not
0: gonna be broadcasting through a concrete yeah, tower. Broadcasting, that's <laughs> the broadcasting maybe is that's a, work.
1: Yeah, that's definitely not gonna work. It would be a film <laughs> now view later type of deal, which we do a lot of, seems like. Yeah. Especially in some of the places where we just get too deep down where yeah, there's no signal or out in the middle of nowhere, which happens a lot and there's no film now watch later
0: um let's see what else we got i didn't get the whole question there it's like half a question um is annette kirkwood what it says per converse uh, conversation is Annette Kirkwood, and then there's nothing else. So,
1: YouTube ate it.
0: I guess YouTube ate it. Okay. Um, I guess I've had a lot of great questions tonight. Just want to say. <clears throat> um, okay, from April What do you think about pendulums? Is that actually spirits moving it or your own energy?
1: It's a good question. Yeah, so, because I have one. Um, I've tried to use it, but I always second guess whether or not it's actually me. Or
0: yeah, I've noticed it's 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 hard because my friend Sabrina gave me one at old looking when it just like she showed me some of her different stones and stuff that she had.
1: cameron's in there somewhere
0: cameron's in there cool hey cameron
1: speaking all caps so we can see you
0: and get off shauna's phone she's doing a show she
1: was trying to figure out how to get in (laughs) (laughs) um
0: Hmm. but yeah it it was a tiger eye uh pendulum and i picked up it was like buzzing in my hand and she's like well never called out to me it's calling out to you so you take it so and i've played around with it a little bit um and she was kind of showing me how to use it but i can see where it's kind of like difficult It would take some practice to get the hang of it because I could see where you just, you know, a little bit, you know, you move your hand a little bit and all of a sudden it's moving.
1: So a more interesting way would be to, like my dad did with the rods. I'm going to have to bring it on the show one time and show you what he did. He made this little picture frame. Oh, that box, yeah. Wooden box, and it's got things where you can still hold on to the rods so that your energy is there, but you cannot move it visibly. Mm -hmm. It's stuck. I mean, you can't move it without being noticeably fake about it so the same thing might be interesting with a pendulum where you know as long as you're able to you know your energy is you know there you know could you get you know the energy Mm -hmm. from whatever to move it if you're not touching it and moving it yourself
0: yeah when she was showing it to me at Old Licking um, just you know, trying to show me how to steady it and hold it straight, and like there's a way you wrap it over your fingers or whatever. And she started me off with you know, um, okay, show me your yes, show me your no. And I didn't move, and the yes movement was definitely different than the no movement. It changed up, and so I tried that at Spiro Mounds, and you guys didn't really get a whole lot of that on the broadcast because it was just we were on the mound. I'm like, here, let me bring out the pendulum on the mound. Made <laughs> sense, right? um so you guys got like three seconds of seeing me like kneeling there with the pendulum um and if anybody from dark knight Paranormal is, is watching they can attest to how um that that first attempt um there was some movement there and my hand was not moving now the second time that i attempted it after we'd gone down off the mountain come back up and all that um it, it it wasn't working. I I know my hand was moving, so I just negated everything that was happening. I was like, no, this it's moving, but that was mm-hmm. my hand shook or whatever, and just
1: I second guess yeah. all of the stuff like that, dowsing rods. But I've seen them move inside the box, and I knew it wasn't me. Yeah, um, my I, I've seen them move when I'm nowhere near them in the box. So, and I've got two of them, I think. Mm-hmm. So. Pretty cool contraption, if I do say so myself.
0: Oh, okay. Donna saying uh, Converse Conversation is Annette Kirkwood. Okay, very cool. Very cool. Okay, I didn't understand that from before. Okay. Uh, And there's Cameron. Yeah. Right there. She's saying Shauna. All right, very cool.
1: (laughs) She did ask the question in there, she said.
0: Well, I'll have to and hunt for. We're not getting to it. So. Yeah. She so says, the stream is back up. Apparently, it, it crapped out, and we lost about ten of our viewers from that. Sorry about that. It's getting a little bit late, anyway.
1: Where is the next investigation gonna be? That's but That was her question.
0: Well, it needs to go in there. She needs to get in line, she just did. like everybody else. She did. What do you?
1: Because we didn't answer it, so... Well, no, 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 get off the phone. Get off the phone. You're supposed to... I'm going to ban
0: phones from out here. We're just supposed to be... Boom, here. Come on, be professional.
1: I am professional. You be
0: off your phone. You will see me on my phone.
1: Really? Are you going to go there, Mr. I'm on my phone 24-7, even when I'm driving and being unsafe about it?
0: I'm not during the show.
1: She's never done this before. I'm cutting okay. her some slack.
0: Um... So where are we at? What was her question?
1: Where's the next investigation going to oh, be? Oh,
0: that's at
1: Actually not really sure. For yeah. Us, I
0: know. mean our next Well we have we have one scheduled for uh October twenty seventh. Um that's gonna be our um our Halloween, Halloween special. special. But there'll be other stuff in between there. We just haven't really scheduled it, like this coming weekend we know that there will be something on Saturday night, we just don't know what yet
2: yeah.
1: so Saturday will be at it's Raining Zen making my own zombie doll,
0: there you go there you go Um let's see why are spirits stronger at night from April, they're not necessarily stronger at night
1: I've so. had a lot of really I've had a lot of stuff happen at night, but um, I've had a lot of really crazy stuff happen during the day, too. I mean, you would think that it would be more active during the day because that's when you know, everybody was awake.
2: Yeah,
0: I mean, a lot of people try to test stuff to the moon or the different hours of the day or um, you know, during a certain set of hours that you know, energy or magnetism of the earth is this, that, or the other thing. Um, but if you just look at reported hauntings, they happen all different times of day. Um, you know, a lot of these historic locations that you know, where the curators or docents or tour guides or whatever are reporting information. Well, they're giving those tours during the day. You know, so all that activity is happening during the day. Uh, of course, people do experience a lot of different things at night. So it's just. I don't know if it's necessarily stronger. It's. I think it's always throughout.
1: It might be more noticeable at night because things are quieter then.
0: That's true. Yeah, you don't have as much noise pollution and all that, which is one of the reasons why we investigate at night, is so you don't have as much noise pollution. Um, I think people's you know senses are heightened. They should be kind of more aware of what's going on around them because your, your sight is reduced, so maybe you hear some more things, or maybe... Um, you see shadows a little bit more because it's that time of the day where you see more stuff like that. So, um, let's see from Sean Oldsmith, are pyramids around the world on ley lines? Yeah, (laughs) that's kind of why they built them where they are is, uh, they, they knew where those, uh, energy grid lines were and they built them there on, on, on top of those, uh, locations to tap into that energy, yep, absolutely, um, Tom McNicholas saying there are ley lines in Chicago, yeah, well, ley lines go all over, so, yeah, um, dun, dun, dun. that scrolled all the way to the bottom, we're going to have to wrap it up, so I'm losing my voice, Um, John Oldsmith suggests that I should use a pendulum with a SLS camera. So from Donna, as far as pendulum, if it has a stone at the end, you have to rotate it with the stone for it to work too. Okay. Um, Okay, I think we got all those. Which is good. And what else do we have? From Betty Lange, why not do a live stream on Haunted Crafts? You're not really a crafty type person. I'm not a crafty type person.
1: I mean, I'm just not crafty. (laughs) I can make those candles. You make those
0: candles. Yes, you make those candles. Yeah. That's about as crafty as you get.
1: That's about as crafty as it gets for me.
0: And I made the hand fasting cord. It's probably about as as far as like that kind of craft is about as crafty as I get. I have done some woodworking and stuff like that. I assume. With my father I have to have done woodworking.
1: I assume that's the type of crafting that you're referring to.
2: Um
0: Let's see. From Sean G. Oh, man, it just blew right by. I hate it when that happens. Have you ever used a compass on an investigation? Um, I mean, there's been a time or two that I've had a compass handy just because of the location that we were going to that it might have come in handy. I haven't used it as like an investigation tool. You know, um, I mean, I've tried different... I guess that would be like a a more unconventional type of tool to try to use as an investigative investigation tool. One that I have tried that probably nobody's thought of trying to use before, but I did, was a uh, quartz-based guitar tuner. It's quartz. And so I figured, okay, you know, if this thing's picking up on some sort of resonance of a certain key, that maybe would pop over there so I tried that once before I, I threw it down and just anything pops up on it I don't know so you can try different stuff to see what happens um, Betty Lange would day spirits not seem to be as haunting as night due to the belief system? Um, I don't know if it necessarily has to do with the belief system. Probably during the day, they're just not as spooky, I guess, because it's during the daytime and not nighttime. I mean, people get more spooked out at night.
1: Most of the stuff that happened to me during the day was mild, like energy, strong things happening, but it seems like, you know, in the dark, things are just different. I mean... You know, uh, even as a kid, you know you'd be more likely to wander into a room that's lit up than you would wander into one that's you know the dark. And I think we're just all programmed that way at a young age. So, um, but I've had just as much you know strong and, and weird and crazy things happen during the day than as at night. So. Yep.
0: Um, and Mickey Dole's taking off. Good night, Mickey. Um, stream mm-hmm. died again. I don't know. Well, we're going to wrap it up. We'll take this last one from Nichelle Thompson. Have you ever used mirrors or anything like that on an investigation?
1: I've seen stuff happen in mirrors, but I didn't intentionally set out to see it or to use it yeah. for that. Um, but I, yeah, I haven't... I've seen purp- stuff in mirrors, yeah. Yeah, I
0: haven't purposely taken mirrors on an investigation. They're, just, they're usually there. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um yeah, and sometimes people have people accidentally have mirrors, you know, across from each other. It's not a good idea because so that can open up a portal. Um, but yeah, like not intentionally. So, um. <laughs> Tom McNicholas, uh, you can do a show with Vanessa and Shauna and call it the Night of the Witchy Shit. <laughs> nice, nice. All right. So yeah, there you go, Greg. Gotta try out my old cord tuner. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's what mine was. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and wrap it up. Um, I guess the uh, yeah the the output is low again. So I don't know, fucking Frontier. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go ahead and get down to our Super Chat superstars for the evening, and we'll get into shout outs. So we got Tom McNicholas, Robert White, Robert, um, Converse Conversation, which was Annette Kirkwood, uh, The Sisters Wood, awesome, and uh, Mickey Dole. So thank you all very, very much for the Super Chats. That was very, very awesome of you. We really do appreciate it. And let's get into shout-outs. So do want to thank Donna Gorton for Cheshire Cat chatting the chat tonight. Absolutely appreciate it. Um, Shea Paranormal saying it's midnight. Yeah, it's about to turn midnight out in the east. Mm. <laughs> so, okay. So shout-outs. Uh, there's Greg Rinkin. Thank you very much for joining us again tonight. Greg Be- Lange, thank you as well. Beat3 Airspace. Thank you as always. So, B3 Airspace, one of our Deep Down the Rabbit Hole Patreon patrons. So our Deep Down the Rabbit Hole Patreon patrons are Tom McNicholas, B3 Aerospace, Zippy Davis, BD Flint, Pamela Queen, and Andrew Cox. I want to thank all of you very, very much for that. We also have uh, many other Patreon patrons as well, and Patreon patrons just got a sneak peek. Of the Cheney Mansion investigation, so there um, are some benefits to going out there and being a Patreon patron, um, and we appreciate all you guys and your support as well. So, uh, Samuel Hall just got here as we're signing off. Samuel, I'm sorry, <laughs> but uh, we've been going two hours here, and so we're signing off. Uh, there's Zippy Davis, uh, says great stream, thank you. There's Karen Whitaker, thank you, Karen, for joining us, and uh, I guess you had a good time with Shauna today. Yes. So, uh, Debbie's me 8 great chat tonight. Well, thank you for joining us tonight. There's Tracy Christian. Thanks for joining us again. Um, <laughs> Converse Conversation, Annette Kirkwood. Thank you. Sean Oldsmith. Um, and, of course, Robert White from Australia. Thank you guys very much. Shouting Frontier No. Well,
1: yeah. There were <laughs> some
0: issues apparently there tonight. Butterfly in NYC. You have a great night as well. Thank you for joining us tonight and for the questions. Thank you for all the questions tonight, guys. You're fantastic. Uh, there's Tim Schoen. Thanks, Tim, for joining us. Uh, the Sisters Wood, thank you for uh, being a new Mad Hatter out here. So thank you for the questions. EEQQ, thanks for joining us again tonight. Uh, there's April M. Wemigwans. Thanks again for joining us. Uh, there's the Haglin. Um let's see there's shay shay carroll thanks for joining us sharon lane thank you as well always appreciated there's lynn's white thank you too and there's uh the hot road media fairy queen Diane hilbert good to see you tonight go to sleep it's midnight in the east (laughs) (laughs) uh Nichelle thompson thank you very much uh, let's see who else do we have here We had a lot of people in chat With a lot of questions Mickey Dole had already signed off um, I know uh, Sean Gilmore was down in there Adam Tillery have? might be
1: lurking
0: He might still be lurking There's Grizz Hey Grizz Good to see you um,
1: All right, nice. nice group in there tonight. Yeah good
0: group tonight So let me scroll back down So I know some people Already signed off Because it's getting late and it is. And I can't talk anymore. <laughs> All right. So we're going to go ahead and wrap it up now. So there's Kathy Ciliento. All right. All right. Um, in April, we did not forget you. <laughs> you guys have a great night. So um, sorry about the whole edge of the rabbit hole thing. Stuff happens. Power outage for Freddie. We'll bring him back. We'll, uh, it'll have to be October because we're, we're booked until the 9th already. So, um, to give you a preview of what that is, we have the drum roll. Next week, Southern Gypsies. We also have, and oh, and he was out there earlier, Chuck Banks. Chuck Banks is going to be filling in for Vanessa Hogle because Vanessa's art show is next Tuesday. Best of luck to Vanessa. And we also hope she feels better because we also did not have Vanessa tonight.
2: Mm.
0: So um, yeah, so we were without Vanessa, we were without our guest. We just did two hours of most haunted memories with our very beautiful and gorgeous ch- chat shenanigator. <laughs> um, and so, shout out to Betty. I thought I got Betty. So Betty Lange, there you go. And uh, Dave Styles is out there too. So I thought I, I thought I got Betty. Did I not get Betty? I guess I didn't get Betty. We got gotten Betty.
1: I'll see you tomorrow <laughs> at work, Cameron.
0: Oh, yes, Cameron was out there, too. So, Cameron. Um, what else was I saying? Oh, okay, so Southern Gypsies next week, along with um, Chuck Banks is going to be filling in for Vanessa Hogan. The week after that is the...
1: Cafe Sp- Special. The
0: cafe special, so finally all the different stories about the cafe, From, everything that you ever wanted to know
1: yeah, our My former paranormal group was called Callum County Paranormal, so we have much shenanigans and escapades to talk about yeah.
0: So that's October 2nd, October 9th we will be welcoming back Ghost Crier They're kicking off a new show here this fall, so we'll bring them back to talk about that and then hopefully after that um, we'll have Freddie Silva back one of those uh, one of those days and Michelle LeBaron is going to be on during October as well we just haven't picked the date yet So,
1: and then also in October we'll be going to Chicago
0: yes Spook Show uh, no that was Spook Show it Was uh, Afterlife it was Afterlife yeah Spook Show was August Afterlife Convention is October 6th so that's everything that's everything. Everything and so much more. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. You have a great night. We will catch you next week. Stay tuned for Friday Night Goes for Rates coming up on Friday. Right. <laughs> and you guys have a great night. Yeah, it'll be a, you guys will like next week. Greg is like, can't wait till next week. Yeah. Southern Gypsies are a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. So, all right. Till next time. Make it find the button. It always takes me a while to find the button. The button, the button, the
2: button, the button. Here we go.